I think it's either 70 or 90% of the reason why women report that they don't want to have sex in marriages when marriages become sexless. And the point I was trying to make before is when we're not having sex in marriages, women are also not having sex and they also enjoy sex. Normally it's weaponized against women. Like, look, they're treating us like this. They're not giving us sex. They're also not having sex and they also like... Um, it was a lady on the diary of the CEO and she was a sex expert, written 17 books, I, f I forget her name. And she said the exact same thing, that it's an obligation to keep sex in the relationship at its peak, yeah. that you both stay in physical states, both mentally, spiritually, mm. physically, mm. that is appealing to your partner. Mm. And if you don't, then you can't excuse what comes after. Now, not to see how unattractive I can become until my partner leaves me. Mm. That is not a situation you want to be in. I know it's nice to have this, he'll be with me forever or she'll be with me forever. But the idea is not to test that hypothesis. Yes. So I agree with you in that sense. <laughs> but I, I would, but, and I would, no, but I would actually message the girls. All this content you see about guys talking about fasting and stuff, it is not relevant to you. Girls, I don't think can fast. And if they do fast, that you're too chemically different to take any advice of a male fitness influencer. Message to the guys who are in a relationship with a girl who's on a birth control pill. You're not in a relationship with your girlfriend. You're in a relationship with a walking birth control pill. Like yes. when women are on and off the pill, they're a completely different person. Yes. So if this is stuff you're hearing for the first time, like you really need to start learning about the pill and the impact it has on your girlfriend. New questions every day, how's a brother post to sleep? Listen, I give younger books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. Too did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. Good to Wonderful, we're in. It's been it's been a while, man. When's the last mm. time we recorded? A month. I think it's, it's something like that. A month, man. We ain't posted in a while either. Yeah, sorry for the hiatus, guys. We just what's the reason really? For well, us? studio problems, really. So, yeah, studio problems. So like, yeah, the, I don't even know if we can talk about the details too much, but something happened with the studio, so we couldn't record. We tried to find new studios, but. Things kept happening. We found a new studio, mm. then something happened record. in that studio. We did record a few sessions. Yeah, so I think we got two episodes there, but... But we just thought, rather than for you guys having, like, us spewing out stagnated content before, oh, you know what, let us get all the ducks in a row. Let's actually get back into doing weekly cycles, weekly episodes. So now we're back into it. Uh, we left you We left you guys a good one to, to, to end off with, with Katie Hopkins. So now we just got to follow up, follow up with that now, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no no better way to, to, to kick off this episode than bring him back. One of the most viewed guests before the, the, the TikTok got taken down. There's a lot of cheeky numbers. Welcome, man. Charon, welcome to the place, man. Thank you so much for having me back, boys. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to see you were doing so well. But I'm sure Appreciate that will continue you. on. Hopefully we can get you some more numbers this time. Uh, that's just, just do your usual work. And, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I have actually got some of the most problematic comments because that's why I wanted to to assess to like do an icebreaker. Um, but no, thank you for coming back. And then on my left, we've got the plant-based dickhead, the vegan warrior. <laughs> B-Tech Burner Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all this time, yeah, we, he came in and we only just realised he's got a neck tattoo. We didn't even know this this whole time. So wait, I, I don't know if someone that needs to be public. Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying, but it's on your neck. <laughs> Is this guy all right? It's, it's on your neck, no? So, okay, so what was the point of doing that? I didn't leak your other, your tattoos. What, huh? I thought, I thought we shared things, but obviously you're getting secret so, tattoos. So what, so what, so I get a tattoo, so I'm supposed to just write, daily, daily, I've got a new tattoo, Yeah, right? man. Is that what you expect me to do? Yeah, well, now the people know you do. 
Yo, yo, waste, man. Go fix your hair, bro. My hair's fixed now, still. I'm ready to go back soon, though, yeah, bro. That, in, you hear me? That in, might be fitting that, my guy. So, <laughs> Ed's aka Edicus. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. Place. Come on. And we got me, the most masculine host of the pod. Don't let him gas you. Do you not let him gas you, Mr. Five Foot Five? Five foot six on hinge. Bro, I, got the, the I got the big things yeah, 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 space yeah. walker boots. I'm like five ten in these. Come yeah, on, five ten yeah. and a half and a half. <laughs> come on, um, but yeah, no. Welcome today. We wanted to uh, discuss about some of the toxic- toxicity of dating. I noticed Stephen Bartlett recent, recently did an episode with relationship coach um, Chris Willick from Modern Wisdom. It's like a hot topic right now, and I think, but, but I think a good icebreaker is I got some of, went through the YouTube comments and got some of the most problematic statements. And some of them actually aren't problematic. Some of them are actually quite constructive. Like the first one I'm going to start off with was a very, very good point, which I think that we missed. Sorry, Daily. Sorry to cut you. Ah, it's been a while. So it's Do you know what I mean? Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. It's been a month. It's been a, it's been a month. Without further ado, let's get ready to dominate! This is what I mean by <coughs> oh, my voice I'm is currently I'm currently taking applications for a new co-host <laughs> <laughs> because how many times? We did, well, November will be three years we've been recording. We've been doing wow, that that's intro. That's great. Thank, thank, that. well thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we, we, we've been consistent, and this guy still doesn't remember the basic <laughs> intro. Yeah, it's mad. So it's send mad. applications through. Um, Info at Domino. <laughs> to get me, but um, do you know the analytics? Or analytics, I'll be honest, I, I, I haven't got it right. Yeah, all right, cool, but we did very well. well listen, mm-hmm. in fact, but the K episodes need at 100k though. The K episodes need at 100k, so that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> appreciate all the support and, and, and the help with that. <clears throat> A lot of people are subscribing following the episode, so again, appreciate all the support. We are very close to hitting 10,000 subscribers, so. Like you do, if you're here watching, stop now, click that subscribe button. If you like the episode, make sure you like it. If you don't like it, leave a comment, display mm-hmm. your, your thoughts, and then we'll discuss it on, on, on a later date. But let's keep running up the numbers. Like we did say at the start of this year that 10K was the target, but it's looking like we're going to hit that early. So let's just keep running up the numbers. And managing that is looking like the magic number 10 because on Instagram, we're like 200 followers away from 10K. On YouTube, we're about the same from 10K. TikTok, we're about the same. TikTok, as you, for our new listeners, we were on 50K, got removed for some controversial content. But the fact that we've grown that to nearly 10K in the space of like probably like a month of posting, it's a testament to the man behind the camera doing all the editing and making sure that everything is looking prima and proper. Skilly bang, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So now we're into it. Apologies, no, guys. Yeah. So I'm a bit rusty out of practice. But so some of these aren't that problematic. And I've, the reason why I put this one at the start, I actually thought this was quite interesting. Um, so the person said, "Can I? Did I do an intro?" Can I do an intro? Do yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm back again. <laughs> My name's Sharon. I'm CEO and founder of the hottest uh, startup, the dating startup, dating app uh, in the world called Last Love. Uh, we're trying to make marriage great again. Um, and we're trying to take society away from decadence and debauchery to more meaningful connections. But check out our website, which I'm sure will be linked. We'll give you more, inf- more information. Mm. Um, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it's going to be in the... The, the the clips little corner yes. put the logo thank you you're not going to read the little slogan like to 
uh, we are most alive when we are in love. That, that's the slogan. And I, I get, if you're wondering why, what that means, is anyone in a relationship? You're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever been to the supermarket when you're single? And then go to the supermarket with your missus. Mm. You cannot describe the difference in that magic. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's the magic of relationships. You know, you're not lying, you know. Mm. Right, you, know, you, <laughs> you don't, don't notice lying, it, right? You because they, they make you realize things that um, you don't even realize you needed, but you've always needed. It's more. Like, I agree with that, but also, also like, you're just when you're walking through there, like. You can't describe it. I can't even describe it. Mm. I, I, I understand what you're talking no, about because I experienced it experience. recently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like experience. you're walking around, and for me, usually I'm just watching cheeks. Yeah. Mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> but having to not watch cheeks yeah. because you have to pay attention to particular cheeks. Yeah. It's a, it's a Going furniture shopping, doing things like this. It makes you feel more like a man and it makes her feel more like a woman. It's a, no, it's, it's a fun process because yeah. it helps you to visualize the future. Yeah. And mm. you know, when you're visualizing the future and you're seeing things mm. are looking good, mm. it's, it's a great experience. It's, yeah. great, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Mm. I think as well is like, as a man, like certain things I just don't want to have to deal with in my brain. Mm. So it's almost like, oh, she can take that and I don't even have yeah. to think about it. It's like, why am I thinking about what I want to eat? Like, sure. I, just, I don't want, it's not an issue that I ever want to think about in my life, really. That's all? Not really. I hope not bloody all the time, but yeah, yeah. no, sure. You know, I don't no, know but how... it's, it's a trust thing. It's like, yeah. oh, I trust that you're going to... If that's how you split the gender whole roles in your household, then more power to you, right? Mm. Whatever's comfortable for everyone mm. and anyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's why for me, I just think, you think, you think any partnership, everyone has roles in it. Yes. And I don't believe in micromanagement. So sure. like for me, if you, if you want to take that, you like, go ahead. Just like, I'll take other things in terms of the traditional male roles in terms of mm. if we've got anything to do in the garden, like I'm going to do that. Don't even have to think about that. You just need that done. I'll do it. Like, it's not a problem. If you're in a position where that's the way, and it, it's a beautiful thing when you align with someone and it just sort of falls into place that way, that's great. And if that works, you're fine. But like, it's also fine to have different gender roles that you've negotiated oh, in yeah, the sense that like, um, what was I thinking when you were speaking there with the cooking and stuff? Like, like being able to cook is also a hack. Like if you're single, it's an absolute hack. Cooking, singing, playing an instrument, knowing a foreign language and dancing, like being able to like, mm. these are hacks if you're single, like girls like these kind of things. Yeah, 100%. And they can create a lot of theater and romance when you're meeting people for the first time. So don't sleep on cooking also. Like I think if you're good at cooking, girls really get enamored by that. I think for me, like when I was single, like when I didn't have, I didn't have dough, that was my thing. Like, I used to invite girls around and say, I'm going to cook for you. And for me, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm just being the cheapest guy here, but yeah. you think it's thoughtful. Yeah. So let me spin it into being thoughtful, but really, I don't want to take you on a date. Can I burst your bubble? Mm, yeah, go on. Do you mind? Go you know ahead. I like doing that. Yeah, right? yeah go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I'm probably taking this too far left, but we'll have a quick chat about it. Um, divorce mm -hmm. uh, or sexlessness. Right? People talk about um, mm. uh, marriages being sexless, right? Firstly, one there's a certain time I don't want to sort of pick sides I'm on nobody's side I'm on everybody's side mm. doesn't matter what you think about me my perspectives we are the only best place for you to meet someone so it doesn't matter what you think about me I've created a product for everyone doesn't care what you think about me but there's one reason why the biggest percentage I think it's either 70 or 90% of the reason why women report that they don't want to have sex in marriages when marriages become sexless and the point I was trying to make before is when we're not having sex in marriages women are also not having sex and they also enjoy sex and normally it's weaponized against women like look they're treating us like this they're not giving us sex they're also not having sex and they also like to have sex mm -hmm. so everyone's losing out it's not him versus her it's none of that what is the biggest reason why women report 
that they may become sexless or may be involved in a sexless marriage. From what from what I read, the biggest reason actually is the fact that men don't do exciting things anymore. So sex becomes it becomes banal to them. So if as a man, if you're not creating creative situations to put your woman in, and that means taking her out, that means flights, that means spontaneity, that means experimentation. If you're not doing those things and she becomes bored and then sex becomes second, and then, mm. then, yeah. it grow, then it just grows over time. That, that is, is true, not what I read though, but that uh, is true. That is absolutely true. Because I was going to lead on to what he said. It was the, the That can be present, and the reason that I read can s- supersede that. Okay. Okay. What is it? It's so, not sophisticated at all. So for me, I was just going to say becoming a roommate where it's like, especially when you have kids, you become great at fun- functioning as partners, but you forget that you're romantic. Oh, that's not me. Oof. That is me. Yeah. Oh my God. You're playing Bollywood's greatest hits. Sorry, guys. Don't know how that's like. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry, guys. So it's, it's actually not that sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And again... The reason you've given can still be superseded by mine. Go on, go ahead. Tell They're tired. Mm. They're just... No, don't mm, shrug it off like it's a small deal. No, 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 I'm, I'm agreeing. They are tired. I'm agreeing because when, sh- when I'm stressed, I don't want to have sex. Yeah. So I get that. Can you imagine women who are much more reliant on... Women have more uh, sort of barriers to having sexual intimacy, right? Like uh, having um, uh, emotional intimacy is easy for them, but being sexual is very hard for them. There's a lot of barriers to it. Women are tired. They're tired because they're not only working jobs, but they're also cooking daily's dinner. You know what mm. I mean? So maybe da- daily should maybe eventually at some point, mm. you're going to have to start cooking the dinner. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. So keep that in mind when you're when you're going through in your relationship. But, 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 but it depends because if you, if you're talking about the double shift or not, because you, your assumption is the double shift of they're going to work doing the same hours, and then you're coming back and then expect doing the same hours. But if there's a balance, it, it imbalance in the sense of they're not doing that, then it's like where are you picking up the slack? Disagree. Hmm? I disagree. I just I agree with the hmm. sentiment of your saying, but essentially what you said, and this is often talked about, loads online that. I agree, if you are in a powerful enough position, which I hope you will be, God willing, mm. that your wife doesn't have to work, that's mm. amazing. Mm. But if you have one, two or three children, that's as hard as a full-time job. No, yeah, no yeah, that's of course. true. So that's, that's what was mentioned, is that- Perhaps harder. The fact that when, when a woman diff- does have it's children- different. I wouldn't say, because it's, it's so, so to cut, I wouldn't say it's harder, because we're wired and geared for different things. Because like what I do, 99% of men couldn't do, let alone a women with children. So it's a thing of like, what are you willing to sacrifice? Like for me, I can look at a spreadsheet for 12 hours and go to bed at 12 o'clock because I'm grinding and to me that's fine. Whereas other people would say, fuck that, I don't want to deal with it. So it's like depends on what you, in your, on what you want to sacrifice and what your trade-off is. Do you know what I'm saying? So for example, without blowing up my situation as it is now, I recently moved in with my girlfriend. Oh, congratulations. Bloody hell, I'm so happy for you, buddy. Well done. Becoming a a man, man. yeah. But like in terms of things in the house, she doesn't have to contribute, not because it's my bargaining chip, but just because you you don't need to. Like I'm in a position where like, it's cool. I got this house by myself. I'm not going to tell you to come here and pay my mortgage when it's it's in my name. I love that. That that doesn't make sense. Well done. So that's why I think it's like, but then because of that, then you don't necessarily need to work as much. So if you're not going to work that much and I am working 10, 12 hours, then yeah, me coming home to dinner, I think that's a reasonable request. That's a fair trade-off. Do you get what I'm saying? I think it is. And I think that's right. And like, just be wary of making sure that nothing else foreign comes in, right? Because eventually... Mm. Mm. monotony like Eddie said before right maybe it becomes monotony because I know I have some close friends 
and she was a stay-at-home mother and she's been stay-at-home for the 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now she's looking to get back to work. The kids are old enough. Now she wants to get back because she's, she wants that part of it. I'm not saying rightly or wrongly, like she, but she, in her human self, wants to have that experience, mm. wants to have a corporate life, maybe, or dip her toe into it. Mm. So just be ready for that is all I'm saying. I'm not actually against women working. I think even if when people, women are like stay-at-moms, they should just because I've seen it. Like when I talk about my dad, my dad was like, he was like rich dad, poor dad in real life. So growing up when I, in his first marriage with my mum, was like poor dad didn't really have very much go and read your book even though i've never seen him read a book in his life didn't have very, but then when i was about 15 he set up his own business and now he's like doing quite well for himself as a result of that not my mum but my stepmom she doesn't have to work but what happened is in terms of your actual progression in terms of your stimulation and even just in terms of being idle you start to lose a bit of yourself when your only interaction is with children or with a lot of other mums who aren't working and sometimes they're not the sharpest tool in the box. Like, let's let's have it right. Not all of them, not, but I'm just generalising here. So you go in back into the workplace and that's what she did. Just to have diversity in your conversation, it, it, I think is a positive thing. I agree entirely. And uh, one thing I've noticed is, guys, I don't want to say the name of the group of these guys, but guys were like, oh, they want to stay at home wife. And then, but they sort of like, uh, then hate the person they eventually become. They're not exciting. Maybe they're not sexually promiscuous or whatever. They're, they can't hold the conversation with me, but you've almost influenced her to be that way mm. because you've not forced her, but like encouraged her, like stay at home. Who knows? Maybe she wanted to work, but, yeah, but I think that's a misconception of what traditional women used to do because the stay at home mother didn't just stay at home. She mm-hmm. had groups and things she used to do and go out. So this, I think it's like it's a modern day perception of what a stay-at-home mother is that is a woman that just lives in the house 24-7. Back in the day, in the 90s, whatever, before that, again, these women would go out into their groups or go visit their families. They would still do a lot of fun stuff. <coughs> it's almost um, like divisive language, that stay-at-home. Which, which is what we miss out. Mm. And I think that's mm. part of the, like, the feminist agenda um, in trying to spout that kind of rhetoric. But in reality, that's not what happened. Now, we've lost this sense of community because, weirdly enough, in, in the, the most connected society, we're the most separate because people actually used to go out and do stuff. But if we actually trace the roots to what that looked like, it's very different from how we visualise it now. I agree entirely. And... Just like the you know the, the the role of the Jewish mother, and so I think we have that in our culture as well sometimes as well. Like women, it doesn't matter whether they've been at home, hold huge sway and huge direction in the the, the direction of families and whole communities, right? And I agree with you, but it, and. You know, there's a there's an app I think called Peanut, which tries to it's like a social media app, like a mm. Facebook app for like mothers, right? New mm. new mothers and stuff. And and I think um, uh, sort of recent people, Benny Parent, who was originally a child. So we are there are companies that are trying to do something about that. But we've got to face the fact that that it's not that way anymore. And we need to be really sensitive when we're negotiating with our partners on how we should manage our families and gender roles and stuff. Mm. I'm just saying over a long enough time horizon. And equally, everyone reserves the right to change their mind. Yeah, so maybe you agree that with your partner and then they change their mind and you as a man in a relationship as a wider relationship not just you as the man connectively you've got to be prepared to pivot on that no but I think uh, and this is why some people think I'm a terrorist but I actually my acts of terrorism that some would perceive in a relationship actually safeguards us both is I'm very open and honest about what I expect no matter how painful that should be so every girl that I've ever been with I say I expect us to be fit for life so like that's that's a that's a two-way conversation like we spoke Eddie and I spoke about this before yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a two-way conversation that yeah. like I will hold myself to a standard of where I'll always be 
healthy and to a healthy weight range yeah. but I expect that in my partner like we had this exact conversation yeah. remember, remember laddie last time we had no, these conversations it, 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 and I did. completely disagree with you no no no, no because completely I've fucking even, disagree I've even, I've, because that's, so your, that's your needs one and wants one second daily yeah, yeah. sorry bro sorry, we sorry. taken the conversation with first so I was literally and, and I just came up across it by accident um, it was a lady on the diary of the CEO and she was a sex expert written 17 books I, f I forget her name and she said the exact same thing that it's an obligation to keep sex in the relationship at its peak, yeah. that you both stay in physical states, both mentally, spiritually, mm. physically, mm. that is appealing to your partner. Mm. And if you don't, then you can't excuse what comes after. Now, she also said that in regards to the aspects of having kids, she said, look, kids will ruin your sex life. Absolutely destroy it. So it's very, very it's imperative that you are cognizant of having sex and understanding that, yeah, it is going to ruin the relationship, partly the relationship for now, but we need to be conscious of making it exciting, finding times when we can do that and still marrying the relationship at the time because communication starts to get problematic when, when kids get involved. But I, stay in shape. I don't disagree with you and I don't want to come across as like I'm trying to like uh, pay devil's advocate. I'm not. You mm -hmm. guys know the nuance to this, but if there's anyone watching and they're not aware of the nuance, I just want to add it in there. Mm -hmm. And we've said this before, like you mentioned that it's going to erect your sex life, but maybe it's going to further deeper involve your wider intimacy, which essentially when you circle back to having the physical sex, you can make, we go to deeper depth because seeing each other struggle through this child rearing thing has made you even more sort of able to reach a new capacity of physical depth in your sex when you eventually get back around to doing it, whenever that is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not, I, the way you word it was like, is it going to wreck your sex life? But the ancillary effect is we're going to do this really hard thing. I'm going to look at you like, oh my God, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. I can trust this person to go on this journey with me. That's going to make me feel more secure and attracted to you. That's going to make our maybe foreplay better. And then that's going to make our no, sex but better. You, you, one thing I have to make very clear is like, you know how you like to use equal and opposites. Yeah. It's like a woman will, so we're not talking about in terms of bouncing back through pregnancy. If a woman gets pregnant, she's going to get fat and that's perfectly Good. fine. I'm glad you yeah. said that because so I want to make sure so people are aware of I'm, that. I'm talking about you get with a woman and she say nine stone and she just decides to live just to start eating everything for absolutely sure. no reason and gains like 10 stone. I think mean, asking your partner <coughs> to be a healthy BMI for her health and for your relationship isn't a, an, an absurd request. And going back to equal and opposites, it's like a woman will want, if you become redundant, a woman will support you and get it through it. But then if you suddenly then create a broke mindset of, I'm just going to be jobless forever, it's going to get tiring. So similar way with the weight thing is, all right, cool, yeah, you're going to have to, and you're, you're going to bounce, bounce back. As a as well. Oh, what? Well, I'm just going to be fat forever now. Okay, I got fat after kids. So now the rest of my life is fatness. The student has become the master. Well done, well done, well done. <laughs> I will agree with you, but the way I like to frame it, I'm going to frame it in a double negative. Mm -hmm. But what I always say to couples when they come to me is, the plan is not to see how unattractive I can become until my partner leaves me. Mm. That is not a situation you want to be in. I know it's nice to have this, he'll be with me forever or she'll be with me forever. But the idea is not to test that hypothesis. Yes. So I agree with you in that sense. <laughs> but I, I would, but, and I would, no, but I would word it that way. That is going to be a juicy clip. <laughs> no, but I, I, would, I would word it in that way. I would word it, I wouldn't word it in the whole, you must be like this. I would just say it's not mature to like test that hypothesis in that way. Yeah. You want to appeal to the better nature well, of your partner. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're, now you're taking, you're hijacking my point and like making it fun. Like, you're hijacking the point. You're hijacking the point. I think my approach was like, 
like, come on, like, let's try to like, work together on this. No. You're just, you're just like, you're, you're just being fat. I'm like, hey, like, let's not have this competition. You, you just said it in a nice way. Yeah, but yeah. Not, your birds of the same feather. It's just you're the diplomatic politician. You should be like your like Richie Sunak. You and him could be boys. Same stuff. We didn't even saying the same thing. Different I think last time you had you had more of a dis- you, you disagreed way more. I think now we've brought you, you to no, our no, side I, of thinking. Yeah, I fucking still disagree with you entirely. <laughs> I just feel like you've already, you've already we've already said that, so we'll sort of talk about something else, right? But I, I vehemently like I think I, we spoke about Aminaria, right? And we spoke about how difficult it is. I'll just say it since we're on the subject. Mm. Like guys, firstly, message the girls. All this content you see about guys talking about fasting and stuff, it is not relevant to you. Girls, I don't think can fast, and if they do fast, that you're too chemically different to take any advice of a male fitness influencer. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. You need someone who specialises in you. If women fast in the way that men are taught to fast, it's going to rack up your period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, message to the guys who are in a relationship with a girl who's on uh, a birth control pill. You're not in a relationship with your girlfriend. You're in a relationship with a walking birth control pill. Like yes. when women are on and off the pill, they're a completely different person. Yes. So if this is stuff you're hearing for the first time, like you really need to start learning about the pill and the impact it has on your girlfriend. And when you do read into it, you will take whatever precaution I hope, whether that means even having to check your own sexual activity with her just so she can come off the pill because it's not good. But um, women losing weight, it's not as easy for women to lose weight as us. Firstly, so there's something called cycle syncing. It's optimal for any woman, doesn't matter who you are, to cycle sync. That means you follow a very strict diet and a very strict <coughs> exercise regime. Mm. Mm-hmm. The closer you come to your menses, a lot light or no exercise, mm-hmm. when, you, when your menses are over, then you can do more sort of physical weight training and it goes as a cycle like that. And if you layer that on top of family issues, you layer that on top of accessibility, you layer, you layer that on top of so many things that happen in life that, hold on, that could inhibit your ability to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's too much of a matrix then to say you should lose weight. Like, it's really difficult. And final Charin, point, if I may. I was with you till Charin. you took it there. Everything else you said, I was with you till you took it there. How could you be there. with me and no, then be like, oh, I, don't, I agree with the calculation, but not with the fucking no, embryo. No, 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 no. Yes, I do. I agree with the calculation with another outcome. So you've got to suppose it, that because, it's very hard. Because no, reality, no, no, no. It, it is hard, but I'm all for ultimate accountability and the reality of the situation is this. It's life. So no, because Jared, in, in S, when you were talking about how it's harder for women, I was saying like, yeah, hundred percent. Women that diet the same as men have irregular periods. When you look at bodybuilding women, yeah. they, they lose. They're their not having periods. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they lose. Oh, 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 I need to add to that. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you. Most female sports athletes do not have periods. Yeah, once they get to eight percent body fat, they stop having periods. I think it's. I read it's lower than tw- thirteen or twenty or something. Oh, really? But yeah. I just want to add in before you guys say it. And what that causes, just so the girls know who are watching, it causes something called secondary amenorrhea, which means which is the scientific term for you don't get your period, and that affects because you don't have the estrogen spike in a period. You need estrogen to help with your bone density and uh, cardiovascular function. Like it helps with the blood cells. You will have bone density issues, and you will have cardiovascular disease if you don't have your period for long periods of time just by having irregular um, exercise. And that uh, the biggest cause of death amongst women in, um, uh, in America is cardiovascular disease. Mm. So, so go on. So a message to the women, read into this stuff. No, because that's what I've seen it with like bodybuilding women. Like even when they go and say testosterone, like most, most of what men have, other than the ability to produce testosterone at the levels that they previously were most of them are quite reversible whereas for women like you your voice will break forever forever in large clit um irreversible hair changes so like I, i've seen it and when i've seen women train to a certain level like in bodybuilding 
they might have had a rack before, but they let start losing breast tissue. So like, I, I perfectly understand that. So that's why I was with you on that in terms of it is much harder for women to stay in, sh in shape, 100%. But then when you start spinning it to family issue, did it, everyone has these issues. If we start bringing all the other outside factors, yeah, the, 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 the crux of it is it's harder for women, but same way when you look at say 40 year old men, it's harder for a 40 year old man than it is for a 20 year old woman to stay in shape and they should still be held accountable. Like as of when I'm a 40 year old man, I, ca I, I, I plan to be held accountable and I'll have all the stresses of having say multiple children and all the rest of it and work stress and being a senior person. Rex. So you have to be accountable. Have to be. We'll agree to disagree. I don't think it's the same, but we'll agree to disagree. It's not the same. I think that's where we agree. It's because not the let's same, say but we still have to abide by it's not, a, it's, no, not, it's not a free pass to be get fat all because. But let's say you were saying you have, let's say you work, you have family, run a business, you have these family issues, and let's say you only get Monday afternoon to do your session for that week. Let's just argue, right? Mm. What if that's the same for her, but that Monday afternoon she's on a period? Mm. Yeah. yeah so she couldn't work out for yeah, that week. Yeah, that's what, what, what it's not the same. Week. So it's yeah, not the same. Okay, fine. But I'm just using a working example, but you understand yeah, that. So it's 25% harder then. Because there's one week you can't exercise. There you go. If you want to use numbers. Sure. Is that one week you can't exercise? There you we'll go. agree fine. to disagree, but it's a good, good spa, boys. Two on one. It's good. It always is. But into the questions of today, uh, first one to start is, even though people say educated women are hard to, con to control, this isn't true. Academic intelligence doesn't equate to emotional intelligence. And the research out there shows educated women are more likely to fall, to fall for narcissists, according to the BBC. Yeah, Thoughts. interesting. I'm glad we brought up this point because I actually wanted to talk to you about something related to this because there was a stat banded around and I think Eddie mm. said it to me in the previous episode, the percentage of educated women who file for divorce or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it was 90 or something someone said. It was very high, very yeah. high. Yeah. It's actually false. No, it's not false. It's not the whole story. And message to anyone who's watching, like, no matter what age or vocation you're in, numbers lie. Numbers have always lied. Numbers mm. don't tell the truth. It's so, correlation as well. Yeah, statistics are down to that. So I tried to find yeah. this study mm -hmm. and I think I found it. Okay. And it is true, but in only one very specific scenario, the only scenario where 80 to 90 percent of uh, highly educated women mm -hmm. file divorce 80 sorry file for divorce 18 to 90 percent of the time is when the male counterpart doesn't have higher education mm -hmm. the most successful pair bonding group for marriage is when they both have a higher education that so this sense. idea of higher education like being used to vilify women it is false <laughs> it's completely false mm -hmm. what someone's done and I know who it is I'm not going to say their name they've taken the stat and thought oh rub me fingers like I can cause loads of controversy over this it's mm -hmm. fucking not real limited information yes. available mm. so that's whenever you hear this it's false Mm. Yes, yeah, sure. It's it, no, it's not false, but it's in that scenario. If you want to avoid that scenario, have higher education yourself, mm -hmm. and it makes sense. It probably worked the other way around as well. Mm -hmm. If there was a highly educated guy with a less educated woman, it may well work the same the other way. No, that well. no, doesn't mean I don't think it does. I disagree with you. I know what point you're trying to speak to. Historically, it doesn't, because historically, men were the ones who high, more higher educated than women. Touche. Fine. Mm -hmm. I have to agree with that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, I have to agree with that. So, so to, uh, um, sorry, would you mind reading the point out again really quickly? Um, yes. Because this was an, I've got all these comments from like questions and comments yeah. on previous clips. Yeah. So even though people say educated women are hard to control, this isn't true. 
academic academic intelligence doesn't equate to emotion, emotional intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And the research out there shows educated women are more likely to fall for narcissists, according to the BBC. Yeah, I, I can't speak on that. I think I think the whole educated women are more likely to fall for narcissists. I think educated women are more likely to meet narcissists because mm -hmm. narcissists tend to be very charismatic, very highly intelligent, successful. very successful. Yep. So they're they're only meeting those. So that's the reason for that. Like I said again, statistics lie. Doesn't tell the whole truth. But generally speaking, like this idea that I mean, this just saying it out loud makes me feel dirty. Like educated women are harder contro to control. What does that the, even the, that, that, mean? I can see where the content. Oh my the word god! Like, where have we come to? Seriously, wild. Wild. and like I said to you guys before the show, like if you are really bothered about one of the core wounds for us men is like being left, get our money taken or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. mm. If that is a worry for you and you're in a situation where you're trying to negotiate a relationship with a pool of women who are really difficult to negotiate with, when you eventually get there, every other person is going to come against that opposition if they want to try to steal your girlfriend or your wife from you. That is a good position to be in. Nothing can ever be zero. You can't, well, hopefully you can, a person be a, a man of their, or woman of their word, but let's just talk in real terms. It is possible that anyone can steal anyone's girl, fine. But the more barriers there is to that happening, that's better for you. So vilifying these really educated women is foolish to this end that we all want. Mm. I want, uh, my girlfriend is extremely educated, extremely successful, and boy, like, I pray for a guy who tries to his honor. Like it, it will be mm. very hard work, very hard work. Because mm. it, it took me hard work. I think I think there's a trade off for everything though. Because I see it as because um, I'm I'm with the education, but you you spoke on the successful thing. I think being successful, a lot of it is it's yin and yang in terms of the industries that you're in. If you're in an industry like say less corporate, you're both in corporate roles, and you're both. Let's say, I hate to use it because people have hijacked the word, but say you're an alpha in the workplace, mm. it's very difficult because you, you have certain traits that make you very bullish. And that yin and yang might not always come and equate to being, because usually when you have someone that's very bullish, you have someone that's more passive. And if you have someone that's more um, insecure in terms of love, you have someone that's very solid. So you ha it's almost like it's multifaceted and you have to look at, okay, not just on those isolated traits, but how does that affect them as a person? Because for some for some people, like for example, if she say, let's say you're a private, equ private equity guy, very bullish, and she's also very successful in her own right, but she's a back-end tech developer, those traits don't come and clash with each other, if that makes sense. Whereas if you're both, say she was a corporate lawyer and you're a private equity guy, you might, there's probably a higher chance that you're going to clash on a lot of things. We spoke about this before, I think, and I think men naturally have a greater capacity to be masculine. No matter how masculine or masculine leaning you may meet a woman, I, there, there will always be a huge cohort of guys, or you could pick someone off the street who will naturally have the capacity to be more masculine. I think Alex Tomozzi, I heard say this, he was like, sure, Layla's masculine, but I'm more masculine. Actually, I think Layla Hermosi said this. She said, if you've got a, a gripe with women being masculine-leaning, which we'll go into, there's nothing wrong with that, and I'll explain why, then the problem is, is you're not masculine enough for her. There's no, the problem isn't with her. The problem is she needs to meet more masculine men, and then we, had, we already had this conversation. Yeah, see, I, I, I honestly think that's contextual, because... Katie Hopkins as an example. Yes. She lost her first husband as a result of 
them two both being too masculine. So are you saying that she's just more masculine than her? Because she said he was he, a big CEO of a company. Like they would come home and just clash because I want things done my way and she wants things done another way. And funny enough, that I need to find out this lady's name, the one that wrote the book on sex. She said it was a similar thing with her. The reason she had problems with men is because she's the one that likes to do the, 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 the uh, dictating. So the partner she's with now is someone that's more passive, someone that has less masculinity, masculine traits than her. So. I don't know how comfortable I am with running with the narrative that the man's not masculine enough when the woman's bringing masculine energy into the home. Because naturally, if I have a high propensity to be masculine, mm. then you're essentially just bringing this kind of clash energy into the home. I guess the presupposition to what you said is right based on what I said. Let me reveal to you the thought behind what I've said. Mm -hmm. And we've discussed it before. It is highly desirable for any partner that you're with be capable of masculinity. Let's forget yes. the level yeah. of, yes. because every man should have femininity in his back pocket to be able to call on to when 100%. the need arises, when he's talking to his wife, when she's having a tough time Emotional in her menses, or his daughter, mm. when he's upbringing. If you are not capable of femininity as a man, you will not make it through life. Yeah, you can't be a Victorian dad when you have a as, child. It's the same yeah. thing with women. If women do not have masculinity in their back pocket to call to in certain times of their life in their relationship, the relationship will not endure. So if you found a girl, and I personally will get into a relationship with a girl that isn't able to manifest that. If you found a girl that is capable of masculinity, all it is now is negotiating that between one another. But going out into the market, like a lot of these uh, red pillars do, saying masculinity in women is wrong, it's abhorrent, it shouldn't be, is completely false. You want to, it is desirable, it's optimal for your girlfriend, your wife, your missus to have masculinity and be able to draw upon it. It's and a the sliding scale. The reason why I gave last time is because invariably many things are going to go in your life life in your relationship many times you're going to be stood there going oh, are we going to continue this and it is the masculinity within you through those tough times that will make you endure when there's no reason no motivation nothing good coming from your relationship and that can last a week a day a month or even a bloody year if you're on a project or something like that mm -hmm. to just suck it up do your duty to one another and hope that things will get better and that innately is the masculinity within the man which comes easy to us and masculinity within the woman mm -hmm. which you hope your missus can manifest I got one for the girls on 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 uh, this one. Hold on, where's it gone? Ah, the most common time for a man to cheat is when their wife is pregnant, and they're most likely to leave when they are sick, as in their partner is sick. I don't know whether we spoke about this or it was on another podcast. I don't think we spoke about it. Any before. man that is not capable of not—I'm looking at Eddie in the eye. This is weird. Mm. Not busting a nut for nine months is not a real man. Now tell me why I said that. Why? Because what are you going to do when she's pregnant? But but you're supposed to have sex with your missus at certain stages when she's pregnant. Sure, fine. Let's yeah. say she's six months in yeah, it's and probably, she needs probably, time to recover afterwards. It's probably post-pregnancy. So either way, it's yeah. going to turn out to be some sort of... I yeah, don't know. Six, six months, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I've always said, and I've said this on previous episodes, that... Men need to learn sexual discipline to yes. safeguard the, the, the relationship because if you don't learn self-control, then naturally you're going to end up stepping out and doing things that go against the, the morals of the relationship. Might turn into an insult. So, mm -hmm. so, so for me personally, and I've told this story a few times, I purposely took a year out of sex to learn sexual discipline. Fantastic. Just to have the ability to say no. To say you can do it. Yes. But it's, again, self-control and my key thing was being able to say no. Yes. Because like... Being governed by pussy is a problem. Yes. So I always say any any form of addiction, anything like that that you can't control is an issue. And it is it is an addiction, mm. and it's I, really hard. I think I think uh, hormonally, as you get older, it makes it easier as well. 
Yeah, because like they, I've been reading this book called 21st Century, um, The Fight Against 21st Century Sexual Revolution. And they talk about, there's a book called The Natural, the Natural History of Grape. And it was very controversial at the time because a lot of a lot of feminists will argue that grape is to do with control. But the way the two academics break it down is it's almost always to do with sex. Because before we've only become civilized people, before in the past, when we were low on women, we'd go grape and pillage. Um, when you look at offenders, like globally, over 50 percent are under the age of 25 so also when you look at the the linkage between sexual deviance and even when you look at imprisoned rates for violent crimes landslide they're usually under the age of 25 so hormonally being at that age makes it more difficult for men not to do th to do these things and even though we know as, as sentient beings now there's things that we shouldn't do it's previously in like for the past how many thousands of years doing that was a way of natural selection as fucked as it may be and you see it in other animal kingdoms where they still do those things but we aren't animals we now know as sentient beings this is not the way that we should behave <clears throat> and another thing yeah i agree with you entirely and one thing that you know we've sort of talked about like like eddie said just being not being commanded by these things it's just very liberating mm -hmm. but also there's a lot of other benefits and you've had ben on right uh, coach ben the nofap king mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. there's so many other benefits so many other reasons for you to do it and i encourage anyone to and you'll feel proud you'll feel great with yourself doing it and then you know the 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 the, the other effect is when like you what you've just read out when your missus eventually has a baby you're going to be able to be able to bring that and draw upon that skill right so mm. it can save a relationship which is an amazing thing mm. i 100%. think i think what we undermine is how driven especially young men are driven by the idea of sex that they'd commit the ultimate of taboo about doing something um such as <coughs> violent and so, so abhorrent as as grape and it's a thing of as a human being you need to practice discipline not even just outside of great but i'm using that example to show how important it is to men and even we're seeing in, in in countries i think the harvard business review did a study they found um in countries where uh polygyny was was practiced at a widespread scale um it increased the the instance I of, know great about the of crime yeah. Because men are deprived. I, sp I spoke about this on another podcast, and there's a reason that polygyny wouldn't work. It's because when the top ten percent, it's dangerous. They take more, dangerous. they take the women. Yeah. Essentially, if you figure it out from the bottom ten percent, the bottom bottom ten percent become more violent yeah. and more well, depressed and anxious because they, they, they've got the, yeah. yeah, and the hormones take over. Yeah, like I said, the studies are showing it. But the, the the grape thing is like perversion doesn't come out of nowhere. We have, and Ben spoke about this, and I've spoken to Ben mm -hmm. myself as well. We have a porn endemic in in our younger years. I myself, you know, mm -hmm. uh, had a porn issue through my teenagehood, right? And I spoke to Ben about this. Mm -hmm. um, when you say porn issue, yeah, like as in you watching it regularly, yeah, yeah. What is a regular? What's regular? Daily, daily, daily. Yeah, I think I think I've, even though like, I thought about this, I think I've never really had one because I suppose. But then when I look at, like, say when I was, like, 14, 15, I'd probably watch it every other day. Mm. Like, so maybe That's what that, I mean, because it's, like, yeah. so normal. And everyone's doing yeah. it, like, you know, high school, whatever, whatever. I never yeah. did. No? No, I'd be oh, real. Good. Like, yeah, I never good, did. Good. Like, for me, porn is always a means to an end. Yeah. Mm. I'd watch it to, to bust or nothing, and then yeah. I wouldn't touch it again for No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'd do it for that, but I'd say, like, 
I was bashing like every other day when I was up. <laughs> and and the point I'm yeah. trying to make is that that perversion that that like it, it doesn't happen overnight. You like start watching your your the decadence and debauchery of the porn you start watching goes starts going down a slippery slope, and then eventually you bring it to real life, right? So the way you can protect yourself from that is stop doing this crap. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I actually say it's dangerous for male psychology because. Uh, ben touched on it in terms of your dopamine receptor, but I was actually reading a study, I have to get it, but it basically saying is a lot of people who end up on the offender registered list for child offences actually start with extreme porn because each time it gets extreme, 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 and they need the next new extreme. Where do they thing. get it from, right? Eventually it has to be IRL, right? And that's where, so that's why, yeah, I think porn is quite dangerous. So it, like and everything. It, in the context of relationships, it becomes so bloody dangerous, right? Like, like, it's not real like it's not real you know what i mean mm. nothing about it is real and like i think we spoke about this before like one night stands like no one's having a great time on one night stands statistically really? only 40 percent of women uh, you say no one the men are yeah, the, the men, men are the men, men are men ejaculating 80 percent of the time and they're not doing a good job with the women because women are only ejaculating f uh well uh, climaxing uh 40 percent of the time mm. yeah, but it makes yeah, sense though given, you, given the nature of women's bodies because women, women are complex like you see yeah. well, if you get the technique down for a man, it's going to work on 90% of women. I mean, well, 90% of men. I disagree. But, but if you get this... He's not speaking from experience. No, no, I'm talking mechanically. Yeah. Oh in God. terms of getting you to that to that climax that point. Yeah. 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 It's a wrench. But I'm saying for women, it's so it's so complex. Like, yeah. like everyone's completely different. Like if you try to give everyone the jackhammer, like not everyone's yeah, going to want the jackhammer. Yeah, but the case the for this whole one night stand thing, like do whatever <laughs> you want, but girls need to stop pretending like they're enjoying it because you're not. Guys, fine, are, but like, what are you really getting out of it? Nothing really. Like it's, it's so better than wanking, literally. I guess, but so it's just I, so empty. Yeah, men enjoy wanking, so it's better than wanking. So I that's guess. that's what they're getting. Yeah. Well, no, I'm mm. pulling a thing on a one that stands wave. I don't know what you're talking about. But the boy. case for women, there's no case for women. Though, no, there ain't no. But I'm yeah. not a woman. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh. No, but the thing is, there is a thing, and we we spoke about it in the show. But you, I think you're thinking of the sex in itself. But as a man, yeah. That feeling of the chase and the whole thing of like it's like catching your prey. And when you get there, that whole feeling, feeling is, is is an amazing feeling. If you bottled that up and turned and it into this, a drug, because now, now now that I'm older, it's it's not the same. So like, sex is not the end goal for me all the time now. It's a situation where I could literally approach a girl on the street, talk to her, and end the conversation there, or take you up until the point where sex is going to be the next step, and I'll stop it there because that that chase element. Is exciting, but I don't care it's about not, the sex. It's, it's awfully childish. It's not fucking like come on, boys. It's not fucking their body necessarily. It's like fucking them mentally. Yeah, and that's it's a game, and it's a childish game, but it's a game. I think it's a game. It's, oh, God, it's, it's, gonna, it's reality. I'm going to butcher this. There, I think it was Bob Marley who said like it. Talk to the me. greatest disrespect a man can do is make a girl fall in love with him and not. Ah, uh, but fall in love is a different story. I'm not talking about fall in love. I'm just talking about romance. It's not love. The one thing I've always maintained is that you don't sell people dreams. You always. Honest from the jump, I saw so that there's no confusion throughout the process. So it's not a case of falling in love. It's just well, generally, as you know, I'm not really into the whole you know multiple partners and multiple sexual partners. I mm -hmm. think you know when you're single. What about that? When you're single, I, I don't agree with the whole one night stand. I think I think being in a relationship if you can have sex, 
Okay. However short that may be, but like mm-hmm. but only have sex in a relationship. Okay, no, I like you don't have that. to be married. Yeah, yeah. Like you could be trying to build a relationship, which is fine, but don't just like pick girls and boys off out of the club and have sex. Like it's 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 so destructive um, to the girls more so than the men. Although some women will say, you know, it doesn't bother me, which is fine. I'll accept it doesn't. Um, but it's so it's it's not good for society. At I all. agree. Well, I completely agree. Because I've, I've, I've spoken about this before. You know, like the red pillars, the the sort of uh, the alphas. They'll, they'll have sex with all the women in their 20s. They will get 30 and then complain that all the women are like run through. It's like you, you one of the ones who contribute to that. It's just, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I always do say that women set the standard that men follow. So essentially, if women weren't allowing these men to um, allow them in, then there wouldn't be this conversation because men conform to the standards that women set. So if women set low standards, we're going to have even lower standards. And that's just a fact of life. It's not a fact of life. I mean, it's, it's a it fact is. of the degeneracy that we exist in, right? But I can decide. Well, that's if, the fact of life. If right a now, girl comes it? to me and says she wants sex with me and I don't want to have sex with her, I won't. I won't have sex with her. That's fair enough. That's yeah. you, though. And you shouldn't either. That's you, though. No, you not, shouldn't either. No, but I understand that because yeah. I'm I'm in a fortunate position where I can say no. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys who can't. But you agree that, that so we know about the sex. You agree that as a group, like as men, we should probably not do that. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Okay, that's good. Hundred percent. I'm happy with that. We're, we're switching it now. Um. Oh, where where's it gone? Ah, this was actually a curveball that I didn't see coming. Actually, I think probably because we did the episode about interfaith relationships. It said the same energy you have for interfaith relationships, and it's referencing when you were saying that you shouldn't have marry interfaith. Let's have the same for interracial and intercultural. Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay when people have a racial a positive racial preference but I don't think whether you have them or not I don't think it's useful to um, to communicate your negative racial preference like you can say I like X but don't say I don't like Y mm. like it's just not necessarily useful I don't agree with it at all mm. and people are like oh well it's my preference well but why it doesn't need about, to be I understand for other people 100% but personally for yourself why can you not say oh I'm not really into this based on what? Just based on your preference. Firstly, they don't attract me. For firstly, example. your preference is a, a bunch of crap, right? Like it's influenced by so many different things, and it could change in the future. In which case, it's redundant. Even having a preference is a redundant, and not having a preference is redundant. Mm. So you might but, as well yeah, not yeah. say any of it but, to um, cause I, damage. I don't want to get into that conversation because then we're, we're talking about generalization and unitarily. That person's obviously not saying like impossible. They're saying generally speaking, I'm not into that. Yeah. Like, why is that such an issue? I just don't think it's good taste. I don't think it's particularly honorable. I agree with that, but yeah. I, but what I'm trying to get to is what we're talking about here is less, this is more feeling than actual like morality. Yeah, I think if anyone who says that, the first question is why? Mm. Then we get to the crux of what the problem is with mm. saying that. Mm. If you can give me a conceivable reason that's appropriate for someone to say why they don't like X, mm. when you've had that, you just need a few mi- minutes of that conversation and then you naturally realise mm. that what you're saying is just nonsense. Yeah. Like, like interracial, <laughs> 100% I'm with that. The one that actually spun me, which I actually think they have a point and it was the second part of the question, is intercultural. Because intercultural, I get because my boy who's um, Albanian explained it to me. The reason why they wanted the, him to marry an Albanian woman or someone of the same ilk is in their culture he's the firstborn. So rather than putting the mum and dad in the care home, it's in their culture and it's accepted that she will move in to the house with them and then they will look, but a lot of people who aren't from that culture don't want to look after next man's uh But you will know that uh, there are other cultures that t- participate in that yeah, ideology, yeah. right? So mm. yeah, so 
Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I just I, think it's not that's good taste. A, that's just the problem of communication, though, because mm-hmm. uh, you know when you're when you're in a relationship, if you, if you have the right type of discussions early on, then you'll know these things. Mm. If, is it is it um, a deal breaker? Mm. Yes or no? You decide at that point. So, but that's why some people write off from the start. They're like, okay, someone might say, oh, interculturally. I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to draw out cultures, but I'm saying this culture does this stereotypically. My culture does this stereotypically. Probably no point of us even going down this road because it's I not going to make I, sense. I, I honestly think that's fair enough to say. Um, and if that's how you want to live your life, then fair enough. But the reality is this: if you communicate with people, then people who might not necessarily have understood or accepted that might come to the agreement for love or whatever it is. Mm. So I feel. I, I think it's it's too. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, you, you shouldn't just kind of just throw things out there. You don't stereotype mm. based off information you haven't validated. Because right. then you're just being prejudiced. But I think some people, I think, I wouldn't say prejudice because it's a thing of like some people just... It's a form of discrimination, isn't it? So you're being prejudiced. No, but it's it's, it's a form of the discrimination rooted in something that that exists culturally. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 it exists. It's not completely unsound and unwarranted so it's like someone might say oh you know what I could but this is my life I have a finite amount of time to find love mm-hmm. this is the filter that I'm going to put on but then I'd also make this point that that culture culture changes and adapts isn't it so it adapts over time so who's to say that the culture because obviously me being first generation in this country there's obviously going to be some cultural factors of my parents that I'm going to lose so it's going to be a different type of um, cultural shift that's going to be passed down generation to generation mm. so for them, me to then say based off other cultural stereotypes that may have changed the similar to mine and write that person off mm. is a, it's disingenuous and like uh, no because I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate because in terms of where you man's stance on this I agree with you man but having I think it's important to listen to reverse side of the argument 100%. and I agree with you on that and that's the view that I would take but sometimes it's like electricity is the pathway of least resistance it's like someone with mental health someone might say oh I'm not going to deal with anyone with mental health mental health but, but well sorry mental health issues is what I should say Men, someone's mental health or mind state is fluid and it may change but someone might just say you know what taking the unitary approach I just can't be bothered to deal with someone like that regardless I think that's completely just, fine so same way with culture they might just say oh you know what that culture historically that, doesn't that. align with mine if they're to follow their cultures the way it's supposed to be followed and I followed mine historically we don't go see, align see, and no, I can't no, be bothered I think that's completely fine but then like with what Charon said in terms of what you say to people so again when you ask the question um, why then if the person comes back and makes that answer fair enough but the reality mm. is this is like it doesn't hold solid if you actually question it enough because then you're going to get to a point where you actually go to the crux of the situation which is I lack knowledge of particular things therefore I've made certain decisions based on my lack of knowledge mm-hmm. because again if I was to have that conversation with you and then explain it to you maybe it's a situation where you're okay with my parents moving in and rare tear tear mm-hmm. but you haven't even allowed that because you're, you're essentially that's, what I'm that's why I say mm-hmm. you have to believe you're being prejudiced well, and that's for, where the, the to your point, like I said Asian people are known for living with their parents mm-hmm. so now if I put that to your friend and he still says no that's not the reason why is it yeah, 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 I get you. <clears throat> There's uh, another reason why. Hmm. And interestingly, just to bring it back to dating, well, obviously uh, that's just one. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's sure, sure. obviously in terms of culture, in fairness, your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, sure, sure, sure. He just gave gave one. I'm, I'm sure, sure there's, there's more. Other, yeah, yeah. Where is that? Actually, yeah. you know what? This is really it, it is our vision for to control for these type of things. Like the reason why dating becomes such a struggle is because some communities do care about this. And like I said to you before, it is our vision to take bring people from these communities on and and start controlling for these things. Because that's the ambition of our uh, platform, right? To try to find you the best match with the most sophisticated logic in the background. Like the best example I'll give, like a rudimentary, simple example, is. Um, 
and this benefits girls. Uh, it just so happens I'm talking from a girl's perspective. There's many benefits to guys as well. But girls often do want to know, and guys as, as well, to be honest, but normally girls want to know when you're getting in a relationship with someone, in how many years does he want to get married? In how many years does he want to have kids? But Makes look sense. at the game theory of it. If I ask you on a first date, you think I'm weird. I have to wait for us to get serious. If the answer you give me doesn't align, we've both just waited six months. But with last love, we already control for that. So we'd only introduce you to someone that is matches uh, based on how many years you want to get married, how many years you want to have kids. But in the current condition, you meet with someone, you, you have a great superficial relationship it takes six months to a year to actually have that conversation about kids without any without it socially either of you looking stupid and then you realize you're in a line you've wasted a year mm. well leading on to that point we actually had a question because that's actually a good point to lead into this is a comment was getting an arranged marriage is not too dissimilar to grooming. And that's with us after having broken down the process of it. It's not like he's just talking about from a perspective of your parents picking for you, being of age, not the mad sensationalized story of you being shipped to Pakistan underage. Like we're talking about consensual adults, your parents picking for you is like grooming. What's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, obviously he's assumed the approach. Does that happen? I think it does happen. Sometimes it happens where you just don't have a choice at all. Oftentimes in the modern day, arranged marriages, it's just, here's a selection of people. Mm -hmm. You introduce to, I'm sure everyone's seen Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Like That's how it works. You find someone and they just make loads of introductions for you. They don't oblige you to pick any person. They just make introductions. It's not as bad as it sounds. And it's actually very useful because like you said before, if you're like really connected to your family and family is a big part of your life and all the rest of it. And they're a huge support function, a huge great source of like how you will spend your time in a relationship mm -hmm. sort of, um, uh, having their input is a big deal then, isn't it? If it's going to be the backbone, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to do it alone. And we talk about child ring and all these kind of things. When you have a child, your mother or her mother is likely going to help and support you with childcare and things like that. So it also stands to your benefit to have these people on board, mm -hmm. making sure everyone's aligned. Otherwise, like you said, you're in love with your partner. It takes a lot more than love to have a long-term relationship, a lot more than 100%. love. It takes a lot of mechanics that we consider in our last love algorithm. Um, so you've got to make the trade off and, and, um, I would say, and what this is what we believe, Tinder, it's, you can't even count Tinder all the rest of them. The world thinks you need love to be in a relationship, which is true, but not the whole story. You need to have a mechanical alignment. And when I say mechanical alignment, what we take into consideration of last love, does your past, present, future align, your view of politics, religion, spirituality, gender roles, attitude towards money, conflict resolution. If all these things align, you're more likely to have a long-term relationship. 100%. Does so? Does last love will it mix into faith, into um, racially? Can I tell you whether it will or not? Um, <laughs> I can't answer that question. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I was interested. I, I will tell you, like I told you, bits about it, right? Like uh, how many years you want to get married and things like that. Mm -hmm. But there's, uh, I don't want to give too much away, otherwise, you know, that's our secret sauce. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I guess it will be revealed as people start using it. They'll sort of it will reveal itself. Mm. Um, but and then you can talk about it. Not right now, no. Well, in good time. Where was the other comment we had? Um, ah, the discourse should be less on men chasing uneducated women, yes, but more on women avoiding men that aren't successful. It happens in every civilization known to man currently and historically. What that women go with men who aren't successful? No, we we're focusing on. 
we're, we're talking about now men are chasing uneducated women. Yeah, which is the wrong answer to the problem, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, no one's focusing on women only chasing successful men is what this person is saying. I don't well, know if that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, it's, it's not the reality of the situation. I think people, and I don't want to be mean, but like people do spend too much time on the internet sometimes and believe what goes on. Like this is very like a movie Hollywood type of stuff mm-hmm. where like this obsession with like these really rich uh, men like getting with McDonald's workers. Firstly, it's nonsense. If it happens, it happens because the guy who made the millions made it, I don't know, maybe um, doing OnlyFans or being an OnlyFans manager or something. Mm-hmm. No, Ronaldo though, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is for sure fine yeah. to share yeah it happens it happens I'm not saying it doesn't happen but yeah, it's sorry, not I'm talking, about, a, I'm talking about anomalies yeah, so yeah to, it's to be really fair to your point. not it yeah, does yeah, it, yeah. it's not how it works like everyone dates at their income level at their socioeconomic level at their cultural level at their geography you know what I mean I understand that this whole this Instagram thing but those degenerates men and women let them play around and do whatever they're going to do. There's actually a real world going on, and that doesn't happen. Now, this idea that um, women need to stop dating successful men, is that what it is? Yeah, like gunning for just successful men. Yeah, so women have always dated men who are of or just slightly increased on their, like, how much they earn, right? That like, it's a great setting because it's useful for a long-term relationship that the man in... And the reason why is because when she comes to have children, he can pick up the slack. It's not as sinister as being made out. And it's not like you earn, a girl's earning 20 grand and she's getting guys who earn 100 grand. That's never what happens. I know they'd like you to think so. That's not happening. But I can tell you, people earning 100 grand are not being any, with any girl who only has a capacity to earn 20 grand. I can guarantee you I've been around these people. But I think it is a sinister. I, I, did, I, I disagree. Think, I think you know? it is a sinister as, as the because if you look at the content that's being perpetuated, a lot of women are saying this, but the, the, the problem, and this is where I agree with you, is that this isn't the narrative that's pushed out by all women. Like, for example, I was talking to two American girls that I've seen at a selection festival, and I said, you American girls got, got a bad look. And she's like, I promise you we're not all like that. Like, it's just the internet. But the reality of the situation is that these women are desirable women. And because this is what is seen, men naturally, who aren't men who aren't as desirable, tend to see this stuff and think, I want that type of woman. The one that's chasing the really successful The one that's chasing the really yeah. successful This is a great point you're making. But the idea of success, again, is is it's um, subjective because what yeah. does success look like? Yeah. Um, a lot of these women tend to say six figures, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very different for the, uh, uh, from the US to compared to the UK. Mm. But the reality of the situation is that there's no context to what successful looks like. Mm. And how women deliver this information is often problematic because... Men who are of a lesser ilk will see that and think, okay, I can never do that. And that negatively impacts them as a result. And, and going back to that point you said about you guarantee that, or generally speaking, you don't think that a man who say owns 100K would never be a woman that earns 20K. I think when you're looking for certain sets of of people, like for example, say a man who's earning a hundred K in London wouldn't be able to support a whole family. Then yeah, I understand that because you want to keep to a certain lifestyle. But when you start getting to certain levels of money, they're really not that bothered because when you're looking at multi, multi millionaires and millionaires, billionaires, I guarantee the vast majority of their wives are. Yes, this is why we we revere these uh, 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 millionaires like they're some fucking amazing people. You can have a million pounds in the bank and be dumb. That is conceivable. Yeah. That is possible. But what's more is you can have loads of money in the bank and be a degenerate, not be honourable, not be a mm. great man. And that's what these people are. Mm. Like, just because of a lot of loads of money, doesn't we look to them as being these great individuals? No, no, no. They're just but, people with money. Now, what the point I'm trying to make is those people, those rich people, men, who are like happy to go with the McDonald's workers, like it's a dumb decision. 
Who's raising your kids? You're going to mm. let them, no disrespect, right? I'm just speaking yeah, you, in you're, you're quitting money's academia. Sure, fine. But mm. like, like what benefit, I think there's very little benefit to you being this high flyer and get, being all around this scene. I, I just, I don't, I don't even, I feel but stupid benefit, even trying to justify benefit it. Benefit in what aspect? Because I, I understand what point you're trying to get at, but the reality of this is that if you're a successful businessman, millions, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, of course you can have an additional benefit by adding someone with, with, with cognizance to, the rea to your situation. But at the same time, if you're making all this money, you've got a, a working um, foundation, why does it matter? When you introduce her to her friends, for example, is she going to have to be able to have the conversations, engage in the conversation? You're going to be embarrassed. I don't. No, 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 but no, 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 you know what? And then the argument is you're not going to have her around because she's just a dog that grows no, uh, up your kids. What, what, what you guys are doing is you're going into the pitfall of equating money and intelligence. intelligence yeah. Like, if let's for example take the guy who is a lay, he's a scaffolder, started his own scaffolding firm. I know some scaffies and some tradesmen that make a lot of money, a lot of money way, yeah. way more than me. They're not the brightest, so for them to be with someone who's not the brightest, also like it makes perfect sense. So I think like we're getting we're get, getting we're getting that corporate of okay. If you're corporate, chances are. If you work for an employer and you're it's say six figure mark, you're probably gonna have to have a brain. But a lot of these entrepreneurs out there, they're not the brightest, they're just very, very good at good specialized. At I, I think if anything, thing. what we've done here is demonstrated that there's way more nuance. Mm -hmm. yes. So this idea, let's just leave it there. Let's just say there's loads of nuance, right? But one mm -hmm. thing I will say about this like gripe that men have that women go for successful men, like I said. I think this this woman who earns no money going for this millionaire, I think is an internet thing. I do agree that women often go with men who earn the same or just higher. And the reason for that is because when she eventually has a baby, he can provide security. That's not a bad thing. We as men will never understand that psychology because we're not women, but it's a good thing because if women before the women that we have now, the first women never did this. We wouldn't exist as a civilization. I agree with you, but then are you, are you, so I see- There needs to be a level of, what's the word, hypergamy. There needs to be a no, natural level. Natural level, but yeah. the, the problem is, is that historically, and if we're comparing the 20th century to the 21st century, Even now, hypergamy bro. was so much easier to invoke based yeah. on the fact that men could provide with less. Yes. Now, yes. Men can't provide with that same so amount. So your issue yeah, is with the government, yeah, not with women. Capitalism. No, yes. You could yeah. say it's the government, but then no, but again, the women, women conform to this new standard. So in order to invoke hypergamy, I need to go for higher and higher and higher. And, and higher. so they should. But because if what also goes higher is that their knowledge goes higher and higher and higher to, to, to kind of offset the the lack of men who are able to provide. So then now they're going higher and higher and higher. So then what just tends to happen again is that and it's always happened throughout history so I'm not really too like upset about it but again there's a massive pool of men that just get left out and that's just how it is but that's a result of this the shift in society but, but back before it wouldn't have been that way I, I agree with you I think left our own, our own devices if Tinder didn't exist uh, even if Tinder did exist mm -hmm. like people will naturally organise themselves the only issue is generally speaking I don't agree with you but the bit I do agree with you is if you look at the the science behind how people behave on dating apps mm -hmm. and I'm sorry this is a bit crass but I'm going to use numbers in broad terms like seven days whatever I don't like doing that but fine it is true that men and women who are like five and below, there's no opportunity cost to me rejecting someone who's of my ilk and swiping someone who's not, right? Mm -hmm. There's no extra cost. It doesn't take any extra effort. Like that's why that happens. And because dating is highly centralized, they talk about centralized government and centralized currency. Dating is centralized. There's only five big players in the globe, 
right? Um, that's why when people are behaving like this on apps, it does leave a huge portion of men and women because there's such a thing as incels and femcels. Yeah, have you heard of femcels? Yeah, I've heard of femcels. So femcels are different. The 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 definition is different because incels are men who uh, are in a relationship or haven't had sex, but a femcel is someone who could have had sex, could have had a relationship, but has been so disillusioned that they've decided not to participate anymore. They're like you know extreme radical feminists like reincarnated, like they're. Like, no, it's not. I it's disagree re, entirely. It's, it's not. I don't agree that that's what it is. No, what it is is no. Let me explain no, to on, you. Like, no, I don't. I don't think incels or or femcels are in, innately bad people. Like femcels, especially a femcel could be a girl. Imagine a girl right now that has never been in a relationship, has never had sex, is twenty. Let's say she even make it even worse for you. She's twenty, thirty-four years old. She's never been in a relationship, never had sex. She's been on some dates and not had sort of good uh, feeling about people, whatever. So by virtue of there not being good guys, but she hasn't had sex before, she hasn't had a promiscuity in the past, she's decided that I don't want to just get into a relationship for the sake of it, because girls don't have that mindset, right? They're not pushed by the whole sex thing, right? They want intimacy before they have sex. And if you can't provide intimacy and that emotional connection on the first date, they don't care how good, like you know, how attractive you may be. You haven't provided the intimacy, then they're not going to continue to pursue. So it's conceivable that a femcel could just be in like a nice girl next door that is really disillusioned with dating. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's yeah. not so bad. It's like it's not like this villain type mindset, and it's the but same they, with the guys. They, 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 there is some femcels like that, like the proper radical feminist type, where they believe that men are just capricious and just dangerous to the world so they don't deserve like when you look at like a core radical feminism and not actual, like actual radical feminism they believe uh men and women should be separated at birth and men should go live there and women should leave there. and that's sociologically that's what a radical feminist that is. exists and obviously radical whatever the male version misogynist is, uh, exists as well one point that i thought about that i'd like to make about this whole feminism thing and i think we touched on it before mm -hmm. do you and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna trick you into this point so be ready eddie mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna trick you Talk to do you think or do you agree or subscribe in any way don't get too semantic with it i think daily uh, probably does this idea of uh, women in some way submitting to men under particular sure, circumstances. circumstances whatever but yes. general yes. as a general theme yes. you sort yes. of you're okay with the idea under yes. certain conditions right yes. Yes. yeah if i was to tell you like you were wrong about that right and let me tell you why i think you're wrong about that not Go with on. the overall sentiment but this idea that gets thrown around on the internet that women should submit it's such nonsense and it's so embarrassing to say and i actually recycled this isn't my point i got this from someone uh he's on tiktok i think it's called you uval man he said, women aren't submitting to us, they're surrendering. Okay. They are allowing us, we are not imposing ourselves. They're saying, we're not taking their power away, they're giving us the power. Mm. It's yeah. a completely different. No, but that's what I yeah, said. I think that's, that's a that's, that's, no, but not, uh, This whole submission is like, oh, you've got no, to submit no, no, to me. It's no, like, no, 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 can no, you, no, 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 would you please no, 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 never, ever, come ever, on this journey no, no, with on me? On this podcast, yeah. no, that's, no, that's not what we mean by submission. And that's well, why I don't I say, like the word submission. That's why. No, but that's what the word submission implies. That's why I understand. So use the word surrender. No, you're becoming a liberal lefty on this now. Honestly, same language. Because again, submission to me, and this is why I had to say first, under particular 
the circumstances. If the man is doing all the necessary things that allows a woman to feel comfortable enough to submit to him, then fair enough. But it's not it's not it's not a prerequisite of being a man that a woman submits and to you. No. On this podcast from the start, even before the whole red pill phase, we've said we've even said it. If as a man, you're not making your woman feel comfortable and making her feel protected and in a position where she can submit, that's on you, bro. That's on you, and you we don't and you don't that. deserve. The submission as you a don't result. Of it. It. No, I agree. I just wish we'd use the word surrender. I think I prefer. I think it's a better word to use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll start using it because it's muddy as the waters. Yeah, then we it get does. Playing with them guys. Yeah, then absolutely. Just mean, like, That's what I mean. It's I a better come word. Come in the yard. Yeah, put, yeah. Put absolutely. the rice on because I yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. See, when you do that, that's when it sounds mad. But I'm not gonna lie. If if I'm in conversation and. I say surrender over submission. It's I think much more honourable. Sounds, it sounds honourable. Surrender sounds no, a bit more. It sounds mad. It sounds it's, mad. Like vo- like this. I think of war. Like yeah. you've lost. Rave the white flags. Like no. give, give, give your like, cheeks up. When I hear the word no. surrender, so I think submit actually sounds nicer. Than you know surrender. what? Touche. I have to accept that. I think uh, it's a, it's a fair point you've made. But to the original point about the feminism, what the point I was trying to make, and I've essentially lost. So well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you finally won one time. Well done. One time. So Right, it only took you a few hours. But, um, the point I was trying to make originally was like we've all, at some point in our lives, if we claim to admit it, guys and girls have been touched by misogyny or touched by feminism mm-hmm. in some small way. Yes. And having this expectation, you know, layering on these expectations of you know the kind of person you should or shouldn't meet. If you meet someone that has been touched, your girl, girlfriend, or wife, or whatever, or, or prospective girlfriend has been touched by feminism. It's not a deal breaker. Mm. And what I speak to is there's a there's a guy, there's a lady, there's two ladies on social media um, from the comment section, the Daily Wire, Brett Cooper. She used to be a feminist. Look mm. at her now, right? And there's another girl called Michaela. I can't remember her surname. She was like, I think she was an OnlyFans model, but now she like lives in Australia on a farm or stuff like very hippie-like. So the point I'm trying to make is, mm. the point I'm trying to make is like, don't vilify it. Like, just be sensitive to the fact that it is in our consciousness. Don't vilify what, sorry? Girls that may be feminist leading. It doesn't make them a bad partner. They may be on a journey. You may be able to support with that journey. Nah, I'm not here for it, bro. You said this last time, I think. (laughs) I just feel like we need to be more open to the fact that, you know, even it could even take you an afternoon just to have a conversation with, hey, like, what is this ideology you have? Let's dig deep into it. And like we said before, I think these conversations or more appropriate in the home one-on-one, like trying to debate it with a group of girls mm. on a podcast. It doesn't work in that setting. Everyone's mm. just trying to get views and trying to get follows or whatever. But if you really deep and sit down with a prospective girlfriend and say, you know, maybe she's a, a she's a, because feminism is a, a largely a political movement as well. And mm. once politics aligning is extremely important, we control for politics and a matching mechanism. I'll give you that. We do control for politics, right? Because it's really important. I know couples who have broken 20 year marriages over the politics, right? Mm. So it's very important. It, it, actually, no, that gives away your secret sauce. So but, um, but the point is that if you meet someone, a girl, a prospective girl, and she is in some way, most girls are connected to feminism, whether seriously or not seriously. Sit down and talk about it. Don't completely write them off. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. And it's the same with guys. Guys may get a l- wrapped up in a little small subtext of red pill and may sort of align with it. And for girls as well, sit down, talk to them. You know what I mean? See, but I think that, that what you just said there was perfect. But I think that is geared towards women and them thinking men are misogynist as opposed to men thinking women are feminists. I think a man is far more likely to accept a feminist than a woman is to accept a man of, uh, with misogynistic traits. I agree with that. So women, maybe women have more work to do than us. That's fine. But I agree with the point. I think the idea of women thinking men are more misogynistic is more pervasive than the mm-hmm. other way around. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But so on that, guys, we have to we have to wrap up. That's all right, buddy. It's been great. It's been a good chat. We're gonna Always. Get, hopefully, we get a few viral clips out sure. of that. Um, <laughs> but you want to sign? Let's sign off. Like, tell them about the app. Yeah, just um, we're launching in a big way. Uh, our ethos is mechanics. Like, to have a great relationship, it's not just about. It is just. A, it just love, but it's more than love. And what what we're aiming to do is we've got a, the most sophisticated matching mechanism ever attempted. You can guarantee that anyone that we introduce you to, you're going to have a good long-term relationship with them. It's of infinite higher quality that you can find anywhere else on the internet. It's also autonomous. So on average, people are spending hours every day swiping and scrolling through their dating apps. And nobody's got time for that. And it's not enjoyable for anyone. So with our app it takes a little longer to sign up but once you've signed up you don't do anything else we do everything else for you for the line time that you stay with us um, and then finally it's a success-based payment model you only pay monies when we deliver you value there's no this messaging like paying for messages or clicks or swipes like some sort of slot machine when we deliver you value you make a payment to us and that's how it works and it's only one match at a time i think that's that's very important that part you said about absolutely you payment after the deliverance i have no interest in optimizing the app or the business for anything other than a meaningful match i will not optimize for efficiency or gamification or anything like that all we care about is delivering you a decent match at a good price and we will never optimize for anything else so i hope you look into the website which is linked um, if you have any questions reach out to me uh, but i really hope that you will become a user and give us the opportunity to show you how we're really putting a stop to all the decadence debauchery and everything that comes with it and has been coming with it for the past 10 years so where can people find you as well? Um, uh, the 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 um, the company socials uh, handles out. The guys will link below. The website mm. is www.lastloveapp.com. Um, please don't try and find me. I do not wish to be famous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, please just check out the company links. Cool. Skia, thank you. Well, lastly, just want to say. Um, we just want to say we have, if you've made it to this part of the, the podcast that means you've obviously watched the entire show so thank you for coming on this journey with us we hopefully we, we hope you enjoy the content so if you didn't make it this far and you haven't done so already just like and subscribe oh and guys we've been loving the super thanks and the voluntary contributions that you guys have been doing so if you want to keep sending us dollars so we can keep putting out content like this stuff like this isn't cheap but we we always want to bring out the best content for you guys so keep sending in your donations contributions always appreciated see you next time <laughs>